I'm Jasmine. And I'm Jasmine. And we have a special guest here. She goes by the name of Rachel. Tell us about yourself, girlfriend. Hi, everyone. My name is Rachel. I'm actually a student at UTSA. <laughs> and I actually found out about Inspire Fire last week, and I was just so motivated. So I was like, you know what? Let me reach out. And <laughs> and we are so glad you reached out, and y'all can reach out too. <laughs> we are friendly people, a little yes. crazy and over the top, but we are funny. <laughs> so today we are talking about our college experience, our crazy college experiences, <laughs> and what we learned from it. But first, we're going to start out with our new segment, well it's kind of new, like mm -hmm. three episodes new, called... Do it for the culture. Do, do it, it for, for the, the culture. culture. Do it. Do it. <laughs> so I don't know where to even start because we got R. Kelly. Yeah, last week for our black community. Mm, Usher. Mm -hmm. Usher. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Dang, there was another one. I missed it. Oh, and I just threw this one in here. Y'all probably don't want to talk about it. But the documentary, did y'all watch it? What the hell? Oh, yeah. No, I, I watched that it. documentary. Changed my life for one second. Right. <laughs> like, I kind of already knew these things. I already knew that. Never mind. Exactly. Yeah. So which one y'all want to talk about first? If y'all have any suggestions of the one y'all like to hear about first, drop it in the comments. Do you want to talk about Usher, R. Kelly, Kevin Hart, or that new documentary, What the Hell? What the Hell? <laughs> what the Hell? So we're not going to wait on y'all. So I kind of want to talk about <laughs> R. Kelly. <laughs> Yeah, please break that down because I, okay. I kind of have an idea of what's going on with that, but then I don't uh, really know. I'll break it down. Y'all know it's not what I think it is. Okay, so basically what happened is they're saying that R. Kelly has a cult because he has women living with him. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess they're. Dead mother, you know, yeah. Teaches them how to. Um, how to. Please him. Pop that thing. You know. <laughs> 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 How to please them. Okay. And they're like 18, 20, 21. Mm -hmm. There's a, a, like a few of them there. Mm -hmm. And so basically one of the girl's parents came and was saying, look, there's a cult, have her manipulated. Because they've been reaching out to her and she hasn't been right. responding. They want her to come home. She, so the backstory is she left for college. Mm. Um, they haven't seen her, you know, talk to her. She's been ignoring their calls, texts. Right. And like, I just want to see her. Mm. And so this is their way of reaching out to her and letting people know it's like some embarrassment, basically. Like, okay, right. we're just going to put this out there. So right. So we're forcing you to, you know, reach out to us. Exactly. Talk to us. Wow. Right. So, but and then she came yeah. out on video saying, I'm fine. I'm cool. I believe. <laughs> like, I didn't believe. I want to be here. <laughs> and, um, you know, they treat me nice. And that's what they're saying. He was saying that she, he treats them nice and gives them everything they need. So it was so sketchy though because she didn't even answer their questions. They were like, "Where are you? Um, I don't want to answer that. Are you in Atlanta? I don't want to answer that. Like, wow. They said like somebody was motioning her when to answer and when to not. But I actually have a totally different perspective, and don't hate me for this. because I don't think if I mean I understand people can be brainwashed and things of that nature. But I also know there are a lot of groupies who would willingly live with Chris Brown, whoever, whoever who's like a big phenomenon person, right. Michael Jackson and stuff like that. So I really feel like it is on them. Like I really like she could have left right there. She was on the interview. She really felt like she was she held captive. She's already got a situation at eighteen. 
Yeah, you have to think your mind at 18. Imagine if an 18 year old. You not making these decisions. You're not even paying your own bills at this time. Your mom and dad is still handling these things. Okay, so R. Kelly. Um, but okay, think about your 18 year old self. I get that. But think mm-hmm. about your 18 year old self. You think that you would be staying with R. Kelly? But we're not the typical 18 year old. Hey, <laughs> you're saying that. No. Hey, I'm just saying there's groupies that are 18 and there's groupies that are 48. Um, <laughs> so if you probably like younger, older girls that were 15 age, I feel like they would be standing. Staying up in there, but that's just my opinion. I don't know. I mean, I understand people could be definitely manipulated and struck by stardom and not want to leave if they're like, yeah. But I, the shocking thing that I learned today on the radio is that his like music sales have gone up since this incident came out, and his Why? concerts are still selling out. I ain't gonna lie, though, like women still love it. Like it hasn't changed how people view him or think about him. Ain't gonna lie, I did want to like play Ignition the other day <laughs> just because the thought of R. Kelly was like, ooh, he did have some hits, but I didn't play it. I didn't well, play it. All press is good press. All press is good press because it will stimulate this, that, like that spark, and everybody will start talking about you, even those that are defending you or those that hate you. So you're still gonna get some type of, you're gonna reap some type of benefits from it. So, so what do y'all think the difference is from R. Kelly and Hugh Hefner? Mm. Is there even is there even a a difference? I think it's cultural difference. Just the way black people we morally, yeah, I think they're both wrong. Yeah, morally. Um, so why do you think they don't call like him him his stuff a cult and they call R. Kelly's a cult? Well, one thing that I did read about R. Kelly's thing is that like the girls that he is like mm-hmm. I guess holding captive. If mm-hmm. that's the case, mm-hmm. like they have to ask for permission to do everything. They have to oh, ask permission to. Right. Use their phone, eat. That is yes, true. Yes. That is true. Yes. So, so I guess that would be, yeah, that would be the more cultish. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're right. I mean, I heard that they do have permission to leave, but they're so maybe just brainwashed or don't want to leave the luxuries that they're just like, well, I'm not going to leave. And I don't even know if it's necessarily if they don't want to leave the luxury. I guess he didn't want it to get out there. So that's why it's so secretive. Mm-hmm. That's why they couldn't really have contact to the outside world because he was trying to keep it a secret. He, it wasn't something that he was trying to publicize because Hugh Hefner is known for that. R. Kelly mm. is allegedly lo- known for that. So <laughs> Yeah, he has a real bad rap. Right. I'm not sticking up for him, but I just feel like people are, they have free will to do what they want to do. Okay, but, so what about the 14-year-old when he was peeing on her on camera? Well, I'm talking about people over 18. Oh, okay. Because okay. he's not doing that with 14-year-olds. If it was 13 that or 17. That we know of. Cause if he's still, I mean, that we know of. I'm just going by what sure, they say. You're right, right. And I'm saying, who's to say if he'll have a cult with 18-year-old women in this one house, he could have a whole other house with 13-year-old women. He could, but why well, would you probably shouldn't speculate that? Because, you know, once people's innocent, like, just like Bill Cosby, just once people will say one thing, it spirals into a whole other thing, and we could be fabricating on something that didn't even happen. Uh, the I, thing is, we don't have th- that much proof of Bill Cosby. We actually have proof of R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. He should have went to jail for that. But he didn't. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. Right. I don't know. What, y'all, what are y'all thoughts on the whole R. Kelly situation and him having his sex cult with women that are uh, 18 and um, 20? Just a young um, man. But, but what, do y'all, what do y'all want to happen? I mean, I really... What is there to happen? Right, right. They're over. I mean, they're at age. Yeah. So it's just, it's one of those. I'm not saying I'm for it, but. It's just, yeah. 
I'm not a, I'm not for it at all. But yeah, I can't. Yeah. I'm I'm not these parents. I, I mean want these the girl to girls reach mother. out to her family. You know, like why why you gotta? I just want them to know their self worth. Yeah, that right. too. That too. So y'all right. listen to Inspire Fire. <laughs> you have freedom you to watch whatever social media you want in your in our listen to our first podcast on self love. Yes, someone said that to them. I mean, it is sad though, because you know, yeah. pe- you see that with people in relationships, whether it's abusive relationships or not, and people are stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably for like the same reason, right? And you can say these these women can leave; they're old enough. Mm-hmm. They they, but you, it's like they don't know. It's like you like you said, brainwashed. They're psychologically, they feel something else. They're belittled. They don't actually. They can't see their worth at that time. And maybe they may go into the sex cult like, okay, I want to be here. And then over time, like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Actually, I don't really want to do this. And then by that time, it's quote unquote too late. He's like, oh, no outside contact to the world. No, this, this, this. You have all these boundaries that she's like, I didn't sign up for all of this. I just thought I was like me with R. Kelly, the pop piper. <laughs> Y'all know that was um uh, like a Roman sex um Pretty much molester. That's like an ancient Roman oh, wow. sex. The Pied Piper. If you look it up, Play he music to yeah, he's to to, yeah. to lure, lure in younger. So his name ain't by coincidence. It's power in that. Hey, hey, be careful what you call your children too. Right. It's power in your name. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. That, so that's just a heavy topic. Then move along. Moving along. I mean, I guess I'm going to a heavy topic. Kevin Hart. <laughs> Kevin Hart, did you know his pregnant wife? Yes. Well, they Look said they, they, they said that he actually cheated. It's a video, man. It's a video. Picture with a snow bunny. Oh, Oh, a Latina girl. Oh, it's not his wife. Right, whatever. But what was happening in the picture? It was late at night, and I guess they were just close talking in the car. In the club, and he was in the front seat, she was in the back seat, and you know he was just smiling. You know they just looked like they were up to something kind of suspicious. You know they mm-hmm. looking. You know how when you're in a car, you kind of looking at looking at your surroundings, kind of. Oh, they were yeah, suspicious. They were on dancing and stuff on their next Instagram post, so it seemed like everything's okay in their situation. I don't know. Just don't be in a car with nobody if you wouldn't. <laughs> don't be in a car with no girl I know. Two a.m. No, no a.m. Right. right. Yes. Not, not alone, at least, or yeah. something like that. Not alone with a driver, and not alone by yourself. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say about it. You know, a lot of people are just upset because his wife is pregnant. She's at home, and it's just like. You know, why would you do that to her? You know, it's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And she way too fine for you. You better cherish that woman. <laughs> you know, Hart kind of got a little fine. We got he did. Year, a little fine. He started working out. <laughs> but still. I'm just saying, she's a baddie. <laughs> she's a baddie. She's a baddie. Yeah, she is baddie. like two feet tall. So <laughs> you better count your blessings, okay. Kevin Hart. I mean, right. yeah. I mean, if you're in a marriage, at the end of the day, don't cheat on your wife. Unless they have like an understanding if they have like an open marriage and mm-hmm. he just got caught. You know what I'm saying? We don't really know the backstory. So, mm-hmm. you know. And then some people, I think, too, is kind of karma in a way. If it is true that he is yeah. cheating, because supposedly, you know, with his first wife, she, you know, his current wife, he was cheating, mm-hmm. you know, 
with her. So it's like, you know, what's a cheater? Always a cheater, you know? Like, so, somebody uh, did say that, but I didn't know it was like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she, she's at home right now. It's rumored. It's rumored because he came out and said she had nothing to do with it. But, you yeah. know, I don't know. I don't know. What y'all think? <laughs> hey, I don't know. What y'all think? Yeah, but I think we, I think that was good for the culture. Y'all think that was yeah, I think that was a good. lot of things. Right. I feel kind of bad talking about people right, too right. much. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, right. Not in my heart. <laughs> so let's talk about ourselves. Okay. So now let's get to the juicy topic. Topics. So we today's podcast, we are talking about all the crazy things that we did back in our college days or still in your college days for Rachel. Yes. And so y'all know I went down in college. Y'all don't be acting innocent in these comments. <laughs> like, don't be listening too close. Right. And if you my, my auntie or my cousin, you just get off this podcast right now. No, no, no parents today. No, no parents allowed. No parents allowed. <laughs> No family members, aunties, y'all can excuse. Somebody said how were days. Tiffany, she's still with everybody else to not her own. Hey, I ain't got y'all know the innocent angel. Y'all know the innocent. We want to know your name. All right. I don't have dirt. Everybody got skeletons. Everybody got us. <laughs> well, let's start off with our guest. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to let it go. We're going to go around the table. Well, for the people who don't know, let's just share what college we went to. You know what? I like the way you eased into that. <laughs> yes, because, because you know, we eased into yeah. it. Okay. Thank <laughs> Okay. Well, I went to the prestigious Howard University. You got to say it like that. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out of college, I went to UTSA, UT San Antonio for three years, and then I transferred to U of H, and that's where I finished up. But um, yeah, most of my undergrad was at UTSA. The wild days were in UTSA. (laughs) (laughs) 12th grade for Houston. I mean, the 13th grade for Houston, according to some people. Like, everybody goes to UTSA for the 13th grade. (laughs) Don't be belittling UTSA like that. College, the home of the great debaters. Have anybody seen that movie with Denzel Washington? The great debaters is that school? Yes, Wiley Nation. Yeah, she had a scholarship. She had a yes. basketball scholarship. Yes. I went on a, a basketball Ooh. scholarship. The only one of us from our basketball <laughs> team to go off and play further. And, and I actually go to UTSA. So. Yes, what are you majoring in? Um, right now, my major is business management. I'm pre law. Okay. So I'm thinking about changing my major oh, or something okay. that would fit that Okay. I haven't changed it yet, but. Cool, cool, cool. I mean, I think that's a good, you know, first topic to dive on in is talking about major change and figuring out, you know, what you want to do because not everybody knows, you know, when they go to college what they want to do. So I think it's good to, you know, explore and figure it out, you know? <laughs> I'm trying to avoid You trying to avoid it. I was about to go to Sam Houston, mm-hmm. and then at the last moment, I changed 
And I was like, no, I'm going to use TSA because I just want to get out of Houston. Okay. Um, you know, just kind of step out the box, you know, get away from the family mm-hmm. and just be my mm-hmm. own person. I think that's good you know, to get uh, away from your family. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, also it's important to get that disconnect from home. I think it is. Yeah. It's definitely important. So if you have the opportunity to go off to college, I would definitely, you know, recommend that. Right. I'd say just go far. <laughs> but I don't think it's for everybody, but I think it's a good, especially if not like strong-minded, I don't think that you should go far if you need somebody to keep you grounded. But if you are strong-minded and can hold your own and not sway easily, I think you should go far. Mm-hmm. Keep out that like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you for your major? How'd you get into Well, your I always knew I wanted to be a talk show host. Uh, so I majored in broadcast journalism funny thing is though I went to I didn't know about Howard University at all and me and my mom used to go on mother daughter trips and she took us took me to Washington DC and she was like well I want to show you Howard University I'm like I don't know what that is I don't want to go to HBCU because she went to TSU and I'm not saying nothing wrong with TSU (laughs) but it was wretched when I went to go visit TSU so I I don't want to go to a black school I'm sorry, but but I went there and it was just like right when I stepped off the escalator going up, you heard the um, go-go and the people, if y'all know, if, you know, if y'all are Howard, people playing the music outside of the phone store and I was walking in, I just knew that was where I was supposed to be and the guy was like, we call this Chocolate City and I was like, I'm done for and then they were talking, hey, talking about the school of communications and I was like, well, I guess I'm going to be here Aww. and from that point on, I just knew. Wow, that's good. For me, um, it was pretty much the basketball scholarship, um, but I went into school with the major. I wanted to um, study psychology, <clears throat> but at the time, my school didn't offer that as a major. They only offered it as a minor, so within like two weeks, because I had got the scholarship, I sat down and I talked with the coach, and we, she was like, I want you on my team. We signed a letter of intent, so I was like, oh my God, so what I'm going to do, what I'm going to study? So like within a two-week process, I went and talked to my advisor and I was really good at science. So then I took up the major of biology instead. And so goes to um, further that and study and going into uh, nursing. So yes, but I still love psychology. Yeah, I will say this about like when I was picking my minor, um, I told my dad I wanted to do something in like nutrition, uh, physical health and stuff like that. And I don't know, I took my minor like my sophomore year junior year and he was like no you should do political science and my mom said like, you know you should do political science I remember you. yeah and I was like well I guess I'll do that but it probably would have been a good fit for me to do something in health and leisure and stuff like that but because mm-hmm. um, I don't use it now <laughs> but I was happy with the people I met in political science so <laughs> true all right so now we got all that we have a um I know that's how I feel about the major and minor I'm not right. sure who's that. Um, Shree? Shree yeah, Biggs. Sherry Biggs? No, Sherry. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> yeah, with these majors and minors, you kind of got to self-evaluate and see what you truly want to do. What you truly want to do, not your parents. Right. Mm-hmm. And really understand that, like, you can always change. There are no right and wrong answers. And it's better to change while you're actually still in school than versus when you graduate and then be like, I only done it to do this because I wanted to make my mama proud. So no, just 
change it now. They'll be more proud that you change it while you're in school, even though they might be mad at you right then and there when you do it. Like, just, you could have been finished already, but versus then you go through this whole major and then you looking at it like, dang, I think I want to go back and do this. So then you have to start that whole process over again. I'm doing it right now. You do not want to be in that position. You don't want to be in that position. Right. I agree with Kobe. I'm doing it right now, too. <laughs> so, what would be your number one tip? But I'm going to get to these crazy stories. Like, y'all we get to these crazy stories. Like, okay. So, what is one thing that you would tell your freshman self? Mm. And be sure with it. <laughs> one thing that I would tell my freshman self? How about you go first? I would tell myself to be who I am right now but I didn't know me so right I uh, I would have been more in organizations uh I was in organizations but I weren't, wasn't the leader in them when I would right. go to them sometimes it wasn't like my my thing and I would have been doing like make putting on my own events like we do now mm-hmm. um and definitely just I would do, I don't know if I want to say all this but yeah I would just definitely be putting myself out there more mm-hmm. and really just I, was, I think I was kind of scared of people I was yeah. scared of what people thought of me mm-hmm. everybody who went to Howard looked freaking cool and they were on their stuff so it was just like it was intimidating but it also made me grind harder mm-hmm. but I just wish I would have grind even more right you know? I agree maybe I didn't know my worth I didn't know yeah. my value yes. true true so. I agree I would have just stepped out of my shell and, and, and followed through with like some of those leadership positions and just really understood the importance of networking then like I mm-hmm. do now and like really getting those connections with like if you see someone that's the class president they're very popular you might want to get with them and like you know and even if it, that's you you might want to connect with certain people that you see that's shining from in any aspect or area of their college career like just partner with them because after school you never know if it's in the same line that you see yourself going in so if your um your expertise or forte is like creativeness and you see somebody that's super hella creative and they can attract a lot of attention with it partner with them because you never know where your journey will lead you and how y'all can benefit one another so definitely just networking i would definitely it would make life so much easier it's not what you know it's who you know mm-hmm. Yeah, taking that I just finished my freshman year of college. Um, I mean, I consider myself a pretty outgoing person, but there has been times where, like, if I look back, I was, you know, I would say to myself, "Oh, well, you could have did this this way." Mm-hmm. So I would just probably say, like, having no reservations, like, just, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen out of the situation? You know, right? Just go for it, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just go for it. Go yes. for it. We're all trying to figure it out. Yeah. No, I would definitely have stepped out of my comfort zone a little bit more. Um, just as far as with meeting people, I would just kind of, it was a group of us from Pearland that went to UTSA, and that was just kind of my circle. It's just mm-hmm. people that I knew of from Pearland. Like, we weren't close, but you know, I knew of, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, we became great friends. I do have some friends, you know, that started off with freshman year that are still, you know, a friend of mine today. Nicole, mm-hmm. hey, shout out here. Hey. But definitely would have stepped out more, you know, and met, you know, other groups of people and you know like you said mm-hmm. been in some organizations held the positions because i was just an active member in mm-hmm. you know right. for those leadership roles and then also just too on the flip side saying no like it's okay to say no mm-hmm. like you don't have to do yes. everything you don't have to get every party you don't have to be you know <laughs> every so single on a tuesday <laughs> yes That's so true 
like it's okay to just sit at home, you know, do your work, you know, that balance. Mm-hmm. That balance. Speaking of that. So real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this might actually lead us into our next topic. There was um <laughs> there was um some party on a Thursday night. I had a final the next day. Oh I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to this party. It's gonna be good. <laughs> you know, it was good. I still made an A on the final, thank oh, God. Okay. But okay. I probably had like two hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. I was still, you know, trying to mm-hmm. process <laughs> right. what was being, you know, tested. But if I could go back, I would have just went to bed. <laughs> That kind of trying to do the most but yeah but um so kobe you said you need to learn how to say no back then so what are some things that you didn't say no to that you think you should have said no to and yeah just talk about some of those little stories (laughs) here comes the crazy college stories guys Drinking before, you know, supposed to, you know, underage drinking. But that's hard because you didn't graduate at 21, really. Hmm? You graduated like 21, 22. So, like, you can go all three years without drinking. I'm sorry, I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying that's possible. situation in particular my freshman year um there was a group of girls that we were hanging out with for the first time and uh, these guys you know they had you know we went to their apartment they had some shots that they were pouring us and they were pouring us double shots and (laughs) yeah they were pouring us double shots and they had these little bitty half shots you know i peeped i was like okay Something not right. Oh, that's not right. You know, like, hmm. Yeah, we've been drinking already, so you know we just we just gonna do these like hashtags. They had their own little bottle. They had a bottle they were giving us. Oh, so, like, after the fact, that's I shady. Think it was yeah, it was it was real shady. But um, dare you? A group of girls. <laughs> two of them I hadn't hung out before. It was my first time hanging out with them. One of them left. Was like, hey, can you watch my friend? I was like, okay, cool. Um. You know, everybody kind of spread out, you know, each, you know, it's kind of guy, girl, guy, girl situation, kind of just hanging out, talking, chilling. Mm-hmm. And one girl, you know, she kind of leaves the room. And um, I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, like, where y'all going? Like, give me that love. You know, make me love. Come give me, you know, I'll save you any second. Right, yeah. 
And then I'm like, shot hey, all right. So I'm talking, they're hanging out. I'm like, okay, Rich, we know. <laughs> and we came together, guys. Yeah. I want to go to the restroom. You know, let me come back. So I go to the restroom. You know, I'm knocking on the door like, hey, you know, you don't have to do anything you want to do. Like, it's okay. She opened the door, cracked out. She felt bad about it. She was like, I was drinking. She wished she hadn't because you know mm-hmm. she did. So, you know, you just have to be strong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Knowing what, you know, regardless if you're drinking or not, knowing what you're, you know, your limits, what you're going to do, what you're not going to do. And it's on a bad end. I would have just, I should have bust through the door and just grabbed it like, Right. Come on, to go. Yeah. If it was one of us, we would. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been. Mm-hmm. No, I had to say, like a random girl. Um, it was at another party, and I had to use. I actually knew the guy that uh, whose apartment it was. Mm-hmm. So the restroom downstairs was filthy. So me and my friend went to his room and used the restroom. Mm-hmm. I'm coming out the restroom. Um, on the stairs is this random girl with this guy that I knew. <laughs> But I was just like, okay. Some uh, another group of girls came. Was like her friends left her. Oh my god. We need to come get her. She's drunk. So you know we gave her some fake name. Hey, come on, we're leaving. And he was like, that's not her name. I was like, so what you about to do? You about to bite us? (laughs) (laughs) That's our nickname for her. Like she need to go. So thankfully we got her. We found her friends. We like. Why aren't fake you watching her? Yeah, right. For real. What? Right. Like, because they moved at first, they were on the stairs. And literally, the time that it took for the other group of girls to come be like, no, like her friends left. We need to save her. They were already up the stairs, like in the hallway, making out on the floor. Oh, wow. Next thing you know, they would have been in a room with yeah. the door locked. And, and she can't yeah. even get out if she wanted to. So that's the difference between the one. Surround yourself with some people who right. be able to save you, get you out of Right. right. You know, if you're not strong enough to say no, then they need to be. You know, mm-hmm. Y'all need to have that, that, that pep talk before we go out. All right. So here's the limits we got. If anybody gets this, then we're going to bring it. You, you don't even have a say. If you get past a certain limit, then we're just going to pull you. No mm-hmm. questions asked. I mean, it kind of goes back to the Kelly situation. Like, you just experimenting, doing things, saying yes, you know, just mm-hmm. doing whatever. And it's like, if this person, if she has some group of people who are around her, like, girl, yeah, like, right. what are you doing? doing? Yeah. Like, right. So the moral of the story is get you some of them trill friends in college Real or friends. just in life, actually, yes. that you can, that dependable friend that you can have, those dependable people. So Yeah, that tell you the truth. That tell you sure. the, truth, the truth. I have two, I mean, I have more friends, but I have two that held me down, Sophia <laughs> and Tiana. I mean, I didn't, I didn't drink either, but, but I mean, I know they would have saved me. Right, right. I didn't drink either in college and I was pretty good with the saying the whole saying no thing but it was one particular time where I drunk for the first time <laughs> ever and I don't think I did the under the whole underage drinking I used to be naturally turned into parties but um one yes. time yes. I don't know if my any of my teammates are watching my teammates could not believe that I had never drank before and so they thought I was lying when I was saying like I never drank so one night it was we had one our game we was like we're gonna celebrate it was like the end of the season the last game so we was going to this party, and so my very, very first time drinking, they bought this disgusting drink called Pinnacle Vodka. <laughs> that stuff is devil in a bottle. And so I was thinking, so I took one, they was giving it to me in shots form. So I was 
I took the first shot, and in my mind, I had never drank before. I was thinking, the moment you take the shot, you're supposed to feel the effects of the liquor. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was talking mad noise, like, this don't even work. This stuff is, this stupid. People be lying when they saying they drunk. They don't know what they're talking about. So in the duration of 15 minutes, we was like, they called it pregame and before the party, y'all know the term. So, <laughs> the <laughs> so they, the teammates was all in one person's room for the um before the party. It was pregame. This time I was of age. I think I was twenty, and so I was uh so at the time I took in a matter of fifteen minutes I took ten shots. Ooh, and I had no. God. <laughs> and this is my first time drinking <gasps> liquor ever in my life. And then the spaghetti elbow. Like, bitch, you wait. A noodle. She was a noodle. Uh, and not only that, I drunk a daiquiri after that on the way to the. I mean, not drinking and driving. I was. I wasn't driving. Though. I was a passenger. I was a passenger. But the party was literally one minute. We literally. I think we walked because it was on camp. Oh, now you're walking now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I, got, I, had, I couldn't walk back. I got to ride. But so we get into the party. The moment we from the walk to the party. As soon as we got to the party, I started feeling like a little woozy. I was like, I'm good. I'm starting to see y'all talking a lot. Y'all probably not lying. I'm still talking noise because I like people lying. They don't really get drunk. And so the moment we walked into the party, the heat rage just whooshed over my face. And I was on the dance floor. I was in the center of the dance floor. Everybody was around me in the whole party. I was that girl. And my team was like, all right, come on. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> so five minutes after that, I couldn't even stand up. I was on the in the back of the party, throwing up, puking my life away. They was telling me all the crazy stuff I was saying to people. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I said that, and so I love more the story. I had to end up leaving the party early. <laughs> Hey, what are you thinking? Like, what are you thinking? No, I was thinking, but I was in the, I had to leave the party way early. Like, I was probably only at the party for like 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes. Not, I, was, I spent probably like five of those minutes in the back of the party throwing up, and it was just not a good look. And I ended my teammates. Good thing I had some down people. They drove me back to my room. I threw up 10 times, one time for each shot. And then that's how we got caught because on my way going to my room, I threw it down the hall in the in the RCM saw me and reported it to the basketball coach, and oh. it was just a bad story. So, wow. yeah, I was running. I was running. I was on the baseline. Any athletes, y'all know that story. Get on the baseline. The next day, we took the baseline. No, 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 no. Oh, girl, yeah. I had a hangover. <laughs> I, I didn't want to eat nothing. I didn't want to drink nothing. Oh, Food was yeah. not my friend. Whew. But yeah, I didn't drink it like a whole two years after that. I was like, mm-mm. Yeah, that's a bad experience. I don't drink to this day. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds fun. Like the first part is the middle of the dance. I always want to be the person in the middle of the dance. Girl, I know. <laughs> you know people that be on that liquor courage. That's real. That is real. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Any crazy stories that y'all want to add to that? <laughs> it's not my story, but be, like talking about drinking <laughs> or whatever. My I had a the, like a horrible roommate. Like I'm a super horrible roommate. But my like my senior year I had a roommate. She was a sophomore. Like I don't know why she was in college. But um <laughs> but she would always have her friends over. She would always be drinking, just loud as hell, okay? I'm just trying to get out of school. 
One day I'll wake up, going to try to go work at frozen yogurt, throw froyo, and I see shit <laughs> poop. Not on the toilet. <laughs> it missed the toilet. All on our floor. Stop. On our bathroom floor. Not only on our bathroom floor, on the door and on the door of our kitchen. <laughs> and then like trailing to her to her apartment. Oh no. Oh I was like I would have said it all. I mean, I'm a nice person, but I definitely wake, woke her up, and I was just like, you shit on the floor. Like, you, you know, she was like, you could tell she was like, been throwing up. She had like the trash can by her bed and all this stuff. I was like, you just have to clean this up right now because I got to get ready for work. And so, like, she ended up cleaning up. I don't know how I ended up maneuvering and going to work, but I came back, and she still had shit stains on the door. And I was like, you missed a spot. You missed a spot. Like, you're going to have to clean that up. You missed a spot. Disgusting. So that don't, is that's gross. just like, what? <laughs> I could do a throw up, but something that comes out of your booty like, hole. What is she doing? Just throwing it. Like, how did she even miss it? How'd she get it from the kitchen door? It's what I'm trying to. It must have. Did she well, have a dress on? Like, I don't know. Like, she did everything but the toilet. <laughs> but for real, I'm just like. So, oh my God. I don't think she remembered it though. I think she was so drunk that she didn't remember it. She's like, oh, oh I did that? Oh, like, yes. No, not all. No, not all. Because she was mad disrespectful. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not me, but that's like, I've been drunk. I'm not even drunk tipsy once when I went back for Howard Homecoming. And that is fun. Like, I understand why people drink. Yeah. Because you just need to start just dancing. You <laughs> <laughs> don't care. <laughs> right, right. That's funny. But anything to top that? <laughs> oh, there was this one time. <laughs> Cody, I feel like you got some more stuff on there. You're like, you just hold it out. Ah, <laughs> we talking about roommates. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> we talking about roommates. <laughs> And I, I had this one particular incident with me and my roommate. She was talking, she was dating this one guy on the basketball team. He would go without name just in case he watching or anybody that knows him is watching. So he, he's um she was dating this guy on the basketball team. And this girl that was in my class, my classmate, she found out come to find out that she was also dating him as well. And so Oh my gosh. So my roommate was getting me to get the inside scoop while I was in class with the girl, like, okay, so you know, are you, hey, Ricky? I'm like, oh. I mean, oh! Oh! <laughs> So they came up with this mastermind plan to destroy his life, but not really his life. 
So he drove like the nicest car on campus at the time because we go to a really small, uh, have a really small campus. So his car was like the nicest car. I can't even remember what kind of car he had. Don't right? even say because you remember. <laughs> 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 right? He had the this, this with the uh, right. license plate. Right. plate number, right? <laughs> so, but anyway, long story short, so. It was like, so the boys' basketball practice, they had to wake up and we used to have practice at 4 a.m. in the morning. We would alternate. The boys would go at 4 a.m. in one morning and then we would go at 4 a.m. the next morning. So we went, we picked the day where they had to go to sleep early. So we knew he wasn't going to have any speculation. So what we decided to do, we decided to trash his car. <laughs> and we, um, so we went to Walmart. We bought all these like sardines. And, oh. uh, it was just some grossness. We bought everything disgusting. We brought, we had like, we was bringing stuff out of our own dorm room. We was bringing cereal, like old stale cereal bread. Like, and we just put it all in this bag. We had, it was fall time. So we put all these leaves in a bag and we like scooped up all the dead leaves that was on the ground, put them in the bag. And so, and, and brought eggs. So eggs his car. Um, smeared all the sardines all over his car, put like the leaves so they would stick to the car and all these cereal and all like, we just cleaned out our pantry at our dorm room. Like all the stuff we don't want, put it in the bag. It was bad, y'all. I don't know why I did this. So we snuck over to his house and we messed up his car and then right on his doorstep, like right outside his door. Oh my God, I'm so scared. So <laughs> so <laughs> it was just like right outside his doorstep the same concoction so as soon as he walked outside in the morning he would step in it it was just like oh. and so we did that the oh next day God. he was just like side he was in class with me too and oh all my God. Class, we had the same major and he was just like side-eyeing me because he knew i was friends with my roommate he just he had some some speculations like he didn't know which girl it was but he was just like this is one of them one of y'all but not knowing it was both of them but Crisis crisis right. Don't you deserve this. Don't play people. Okay. Right. Don't play people. But he had to drive to practice with his car like that. <laughs> 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 it was so funny. I'm glad y'all did that. It was worth it. Some car learned his lesson. <laughs> I hope he learned his lesson. Yeah. It could have been so much crazy. Like, what if they was like one of those, we slashing his tires, we throwing a brick in his Put sugar yeah. in his gas tank. Right. I got another crazy. Oh, oh I'm so scared. scared. But no, y'all do. What happened? Okay. I don't know if I want to share this with you. I mean, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> We're thinking about roommates. You know, I guess I'll share my story. Okay. Um, <laughs> so in freshman dorms, they have this, you know, policies where you know, they have one time policy and you know, you're out. Ooh. And um I knew of some activities that were going on <laughs> in my room, and the fact that you're like trying to like say it all professional. Some activities. <laughs> I was seen leaving my room while these activities were going on, and I was contacted by text message <laughs> and told not to come back because the police were there. And I was like, "Oh no!" Like, leave. Yeah. I was like, "Oh snap!" Like, this is real. So, which dorm did you stay in? I stayed in Chisholm. This is in Chisholm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I the prison. <laughs> yes, the prison. The prison. <laughs> so, we had a penitentiary at our Jackson Penitentiary. This is like the oldest dorm. No, dorm. that's what we called the dorm. Oh, like the prison. <laughs> called it the prison. I'm on here like, oh my God. They let them go to school. <laughs> oh, gosh. But no, so they uh, came back once the police were gone. 
and um, <laughs> it was shared to me that you know we were in trouble and you know, we had to go speak to the main office people. So we, they pulled us in one by one, you know, asked us what happened. And because you know it was my room that these activities were going on in, me and my roommate uh, got kicked out. Yes, we got kicked out of the dorm, but. But I haven't told the story to any <laughs> other than the people who were there, who know. Wow. But um, it happened to be towards the end of the year. So <laughs> thank God I had, you know, finals. I was exempt from some of them. So I was done with my finals before I had to move out. Whoa. So I just told my parents, hey, um, I'm gonna be done on this day. Can you come pick me up? Oh. I have to be out. Yeah. Oh my god. That's good. So it works out. Yeah. Y'all works in mysterious ways. To this day, they probably think you know. It's <laughs> going. Wow. It's time. It's the time. I mean, your lesson learned though. Yes. And then the next year, I went to Warren and stayed there. So yeah, I didn't have another solid Wow. <laughs> I'm just glad they only picked yeah. you up the dorm. I know. It should have been. Could have been. I don't know why you got kicked out at all, actually. Why you say that? Because it was her she room. she wasn't there. Mm-hmm. They saw me in her room. room. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. Room. So that was that's scary. But even like, that's just like a lesson learned for everybody. Because mm-hmm. like, even if you aren't doing anything, mm-hmm. if you're in with the wrong people and they're doing the wrong stuff, exactly, even mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. messed up. So don't put your friends in those situations. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Got some eyes. Got those eyes. I see. That is so funny. That's funny. Anybody else have any roommate oh, stories they want to share? We all putting our roommates out there. I, 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 uh, so my roommate basically had a um, roommate herself. Yes. Her boyfriend basically moved in with us. Wow. Oh, oh my I god. Too. This is in a door? Yes. I stayed at Chap. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I mean, you know, at first I was okay with it to a certain extent. Because at first it wasn't like a whole like move-in situation. Like, it was just like, okay. Come and visit. It's like, well, he didn't go to school there. So, he came and visit like oh, every weekend. really moving. Um, you know, and I was okay, you know, I'm like, okay, I understand. Mm-hmm. But what really, what really got me was it was two occasions. <laughs> One <laughs> was when, <laughs> no, thankfully, no. Okay. No. Thankfully, no. <laughs> they are, but. <laughs> One was when I came home and he is in the kitchen making cookies without a shirt on. And I'm like, sir, I don't remember your name being on the lease. What are you doing? Yes. By himself? Around. Yes. Oh my God. He is literally in the kitchen by himself <gasps> without a shirt on. I'm just like, okay. <clears throat> the next time was when I kid you not. I kid you not. He literally. Okay. Oh my <laughs> he used the restroom, right? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, he smelled so bad. Like, it smelled so strong. Like, I could smell it through my room and the door was shut. Mm. I was so oh. upset. I was what like, I don't know. I'm <laughs> like, you gotta go. You got to go. You got to go. <laughs> you got to go. I was like, up your did he clean it up afterwards? Did he, like, spray something? He's, 
actually my roommate came out spraying. I'm like, yeah, you better fix it. Because <laughs> if you don't, I'm about to I'm about to do something about this, and you're not gonna like it. Wow. So did y'all ever like resolve that? Did you talk to her about it, or you just let it play out? I kind of just let it play out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just <laughs> like, you know what? The year's almost over. <laughs> oh, wow. That's another thing. Did y'all ever have like any confrontations with your roommate, like Ooh. issues where y'all had to, you know, I almost got into a like, fight with my roommate. You know, conversations with them. I just got tired of her. Not like she wasn't a bad person, but she just, you know, we, I had a dorm where it was the bathroom, a bed, and a bed. Like, oh, you, yeah, you I have to stay the last bathroom, too. And I had my own room. Like, where you have to stay in the same room. Right, you, you got to look at each yes. other. You that's how my first door. Yeah, that's okay. how my second door was. But you want to go tell your story? I'll tell my story later. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, my freshman year, um, I was a freshman on the team, and then we had like an apartment with it, but it was a four bedroom apartment. And so four people, four girls living in one room. Y'all know I hate the cold. Yes. I hate the cold. And so my roommate would turn us into popsicles. <laughs> no, it was disrespectful. It was like how low, like 62, 63. No, she took the thermostat and put it as low as it could go. Oh, no, 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 like no, no, it no, wasn't no, no, even no, no, it was like, freeze or and then what she would do was that would make me and my other roommates so angry oh, it was, didn't have numbers it was just like the, um i think it was a click where you can click it so it was like she mm, just clicked. She had to click a lot too that's wrong <laughs> all right she was cold like, she was cold but she the thing is she used to have a boy in her room all the time that was keeping her warm so she made that sure was cold like oh you know that's the same thing my roommate was doing too. <laughs> Free, no, it was disrespectfully called. Like she literally put it as, and, and what it would do is we would it would freeze our outdoor thermostat. I mean the the thing, and so we would be out of air for like days until the maintenance people could come and fix it. And so what she, because what she was doing, she would turn it really really cold, and then when she wake up in the morning, she would turn the heater on to really really hot. So it was just not really good. So once once we I got together with all my roommates and I was just like guys are y'all really cold in the house because <laughs> we're gonna have a roommate discussion on cold <laughs> like I just want to make sure I'm not the only one tripping before I go bring it to her attention and it's like no it's freezing in here like it I used to walk around my house like it was winter time in August <laughs> like it was just really uncomfortable I was like no it's um we told her one time, warning, like, can you stop messing with the thermostat? Let's just put it on auto or a moderate temperature that everybody will be okay with. We don't have to put it on freezing and then on hell so you can balance yourself out. You can just put it in the middle. And she was like, okay, whatever. Y'all don't tell me what to do. We can do it out another lot. Seriously? Like, yeah, she was one of those. She was, you loved her, but you hated her at the same time. She was you a sour patch kid. She was a sour patch kid. And so... It went on for about a, a week, and then week two came, and I just reached my boiling point. I don't know how I reached the boiling point as cold as it was. <laughs> Somehow I made it through the cold, and I was at my breaking point, and I bust in her door, and I was like, "Didn't I tell you to?" <laughs> I was so mad. Y'all know I hate to call. They know, like I. She will not go places with this. Like. I cannot stand the call. Any of my boyfriend now, he calls me the king, the queen of call, because he know I cannot stand the call. I was like, 
Like when Nicole, you need some jacket. Like I'll be sitting in the house with a jacket, sweatpants on, a scarf on, like earmuffs. Like if it's that cold. And so I, so she came out the room. And then my other roommates had to break us up, and I was just like, and so we got to our coach. We Wait, you didn't like Alfie. You said did not tell you what. Oh, yeah, we we she got in her. Y'all don't tell me what to do because of all. And then it was like, but we said up We already told you, and you keep breaking our thermostat, and we and then it'll go to like extremely in our apartment because because it was no air at all because she would freeze the thermostat out of the sink and so it'd be like three days and so it went on for a while and, and, and then we approached her first we let the air conditioner system break so like it was going on for like a month or two and then we was like okay maybe you should stop doing that and then so we just she still kept doing it we was like why are you doing this like just put the AC in a, at a good place a normal, a normal yes <laughs> like why are you Tampering with the AC unit, no. So I busted in there because I tried. We pulled it to the side. Then tried the nice way. We tried the nice way, and even this time we knew it was real because um I almost heard the girl name. So <laughs> you, one of the girls that lived in the house, she was known as the quiet girl. Like I'm trying to think, she was like the hype one. Like never would hurt a fly. She she didn't even say nothing. Like people were like. They were, like, they were like, girl, you must don't talk. And she was like, I ain't name dropping. So, it was just like, girl, you don't, you don't even speak. That's how quiet she was. Girl, while she was in there, like, you keep on talking. Girl, oh my gosh. Like, it's about to be a girl fight in here over the air conditioning unit. So I, when we told our coach, she was so mad. She was like, this is a petty argument. And so we were trying to get her moved out the room. We petitioned. We signed it. We wrote, <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all oh, my God. Wow. But it was, long story short, I think we figured it. I mean, we settled it out because she moved out. Like, all her stuff was there, but she started sleeping at her boyfriend's house. And Good job. We got our air in check. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something about Jasmine. She doesn't play over the cold in her food because she got into a fight in high school. Now to get into a fight in high school with her teammates. Over like a chicken nugget. <laughs> <laughs> like real talk. That's how bad I was about the air. <laughs> I really never, never see you go off except for that moment.
don't know, like, like we were on the third floor and like we all hung out with each other because mm-hmm. we were freshmen, like we didn't know anybody else but the third floor, <laughs> really. But I kid you not, you know, these are the girls I would always go out with and, you know, run around town with and have fun. Like on every, like almost all occasions, I would come inside my room and see one of my friends in her bed. And I was just like, oh my God. Oh, okay. You know, like the first. No warning, no hey. No warning, no, no warning. We should have had some type of like sign or something. I was just shocked because they were my friends. Like she was a really, she is a really pretty girl. So I understand like why like other girls would be attracted to her. But I just didn't realize it would be my friends. <laughs> and so, but it, 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 we were, it was all of our friends basically. Yeah. So I had like a roommate. Um, on the next, on the other side, and it would just become like routine. Like I would walk in, I was like, oh. <laughs> close the door, and I would walk to the next room. And oh. then, but it was, the crazy thing is, it was like it was a shock each time because it was like a different one of my friends. Oh, <laughs> she was yeah. I feel like they knew. I think they were just at this time, like they were trying to experiment in college and just yeah, wanted to know. Cool. Like, oh no, I was just really shocked. Like uh, you too. And <laughs> Like, I'll just go stay over at old girls' uh, dorm tonight. Like, I'm just so confused. But, I mean, some of them are married now. Some of them have boyfriends now. So, I just think it was like an experimental thing. Yeah. I'm just not the one to experiment. Don't do that. If you feel it bold, please let us know something that you experimented with it. Right. Drop the tea. I see y'all mighty quiet in these comments. Y'all, y'all very quiet. <laughs> Y'all laughing, but y'all not sharing y'all stories. <laughs> um, so I want to ask you guys just to wrap it up. What was y'all's greatest lesson in college? Like, what what did y'all take away from it? I'm gonna let y'all think for five seconds. I would say, um, <laughs> just don't take any shortcuts. You know, that's from you know, like yes, use your resources, but you know, you don't have to just copy everybody homework. Like, Every single class, you know, take accountability, be responsible, you know, right. take your own studying, you know, learning for yourself. You know, um, like you mentioned earlier, if it's a degree that you know you want to get and you decide, you know, your third year and you have three more years until you get, like, just go on and do it. Don't try to, you know, go with something else just because, you know, you feel like time is on your side. You know, mm-hmm. so in every aspect, do not take shortcuts. Just respect and you know enjoy the process and you know do what you need to do learn what you need to learn and become who you need to be to become so that you can you know go into the next phase of your life all right i like that yeah. you pretty much it up no <laughs> for me um definitely i agree with a lot of those things that kobe just said um i would say don't be afraid to make mistakes because making a mistake gets you one step closer to the thing you actually want to do. So make those mistakes until you actually, not saying purposely make mistakes. The, the key is when making mistakes is learning from the mistakes and learning what not to do. So learn what you're not supposed to do. Learn what you are supposed to do. Go through those heartbreaks, those headaches, those late night studying sessions that you feel like you can't do. And then you find yourself pulling it off. But um, don't be afraid to make those mistakes because they're making they're ultimately moving you one step closer to the ultimate goal. Yeah. 
I would definitely say um, take more risks. I took, I did a lot of stupid stuff, but I'm not like God was protecting me. But um, take more risks and just be yourself. Like I always feel like I was myself, but be more yourself and more secure in yourself. And also, I would just tell anybody um, in college now is like if you have like an entrepreneurial spirit there's so much stuff you could do while you're in college right now you could right. start a business right now you don't have to wait till you're out of college like yes. college your prime time to make cultivate your life and if you realize that once you get out of school that you will be working um you could uh prevent yourself from like actually doing that by creating your dream while you're in college set yourself up right now um, yes. forever who you want to be and just don't be scared and be secure and ask for guidance from god so and yes, so I am still in college. So I guess one thing that I would say that I'm still learning at this point in life is definitely, you know, take risks, but do things out of your comfort zone. Like I, one year or a year ago, I, you know, wouldn't have seen myself being here, but I stepped out of my comfort zone and I did something that, you know, <laughs> thank you, that I didn't, you know, think I would do. So definitely take those risks, do things that, you know, you aren't comfortable doing it, you might find, you know, a new hobby or something that you love. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So thank you all so, so, so much that's tuned in thus far. But before we leave, we have to leave you with. Real quick, we have okay. to do our question of the day. Oh, but I lied. It's really questions for our guests. So I'm just going to ask you right now, what is this chapter of your life called? Oh. And why? Hmm. What and why? I feel like this chapter of my life is definitely called discovery because I am not only discovering my passions, but I'm also discovering who I am as a person and as a woman, as a child of God. So, mm -hmm. love, love that. I have a question for you, ladies, though. Yes, okay. yes. <laughs> How do you continue to move towards finding your passion or your purpose without becoming discouraged? Well, um, I'm kind of glad you asked that, and I was going to ask y'all this off screen, but <laughs> I was talking to another person who has a podcast, mm -hmm. and he was, I was asking him, like, what is his goal uh, for the podcast, and um, he said, like, he planned on moving and stuff like that, and I was like, well, what about your podcast? It's so popping, and then he was like, um, I'm not answering your question at all, actually, um, he was like, um, I have goals in mind for myself. And he's like, once I finish them, I move on to the next. And I was like, so what's your long-term goal? He's like, I just want to do podcasts for right now. And then he made, I was like, well, what about your like other podcast members? What about them? And he's like, well, I know they have other things they want to do. So it made me think to myself with like Inspire Fire and Soul Feeling. I was like, you know, I know that, you know, I want to have a talk show. I know that what I want to do, I want to do Inspire Fire. But I'm thinking, and I know you'll have other things y'all want to do, but I always wonder like, do I want it more? Like, is this something y'all see forever? Or not even forever, for like 10 years or growing it so big? Like, so I'm not asking y'all that. Like, I know y'all want to do other things like nursing and being a holistic um, coach and things like that. But where y'all see like soul filling and inspire fire? Because now I, that, that question being brought up makes me rethink my purpose has um, right now has been for Inspire Fire and Soul Feeling completely, but I need to know if I need to switch gears to maybe do something by myself. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I'm always doing something by myself, but should I, I don't know. I don't know where my energy should be going. Yeah, no, that's a good question. Because, I mean, part of my answer was going to be, you know, knowing whether you should keep going into something or if you should kind of take a step back and, and quit, mm-hmm. you know, in a sense, is asking yourself, do I see myself doing this in 10 years? Right. Um, you have to ask yourself, why am I doing this? And, you know, really dig deep down and figure out if mm-hmm. this is something that, you know, you really want to be doing it. It's, it's, this is important to right. you, you know. And then also, um, just you have to ask God, you know, too. You have to ask mm-hmm. the outsource, you know, that person. Just ask him for guidance or whoever you know, you know, you look to or you talk to. Ask that person, you know, for a sign or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just multiple. All of these things together will give right. you the answer that you need to make that decision. Um, piggybacking off of that, I'm actually reading this book right now called Put Your Dream to the Test. It's by John Maxwell. And that book has like really been helping me discover what it is that I want to do. And, you know, if my dream is realistic, if it's attainable. Oh, it's smart goals. So I think, you know, that would be another good thing for you to do is sit down and like put your dream to a test. Like ask yourself questions. Um, Will this, you know, do I have the right resources to attain this dream? You know, just come up with, you know, a checklist to see if that's something that you should do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> she like. Yeah, no, I completely agree with everybody what you were saying. And so, so are you directing the question? This Which question are we at answering? I'm confused. So the college, you know, is going oh, okay. So what she want? Okay, so towards yeah. knowing whether you know what you want to do long term. Right, right. Okay, I think it's a collective amount of things that you need to do first. You like you were saying, make sure the goal. There's an acronym called the SMART goals, and I think we actually addressed it on one of our part podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I forgot the acronym. <laughs> um, specific. Yeah, make sure measurable, goal. attainable, realistic, and time. Yes. Then we change the R from something else. Yeah. Realistic. realistic. It was. Um, um, it's okay. It's okay. Well, when they say realistic, it means just like the, the time you don't want. Yeah, the time. It wants to. You don't want to say I'm gonna make a million dollars tomorrow if your account has zero in it right now. Or I'm gonna lose twenty pounds in ten days. Right. That can happen sometimes. <laughs> well, like, crazy diet. Yeah. Right. You know, something that's not really that's logical, that's like so to speak. Right, right. right. So put your goals, like actually measure it in that scale and like see if they fit in each one of those segments and then you'll know if that goal is attainable or not. And then to how to stay motivated, I would say it's a collective number of things, having a good circle. People that believe in your dreams, believe in you. Like a lot of times artists say or superstars say that I wouldn't be nothing if it wasn't for my fans because ultimately the fans make you who you are because they believe in you. And first you have to believe in yourself so that you can even have someone out there that will believe in you too. So, and then sometimes it's the other way around. Sometimes some people believe in you before you believe in yourself. And, but ultimately you have to become the one that believes in your vision more than anybody. So you have to believe in your goal. 
surround yourself around people that believe in your goal. And sometimes these people won't be your friends that you've had for 20 years or 10 years or five years. They won't even be sometimes your family members because they want you to go the realistic route instead of the route that you want to take, that you feel is achievable. And sometimes you may say you want to be a doctor, but your family can only see you being a nurse. So it, it doesn't even have, have necessarily to say that you're trying to do something like, I want to be an entertainer, but whatever you want to do, you have to believe in, in it yourself. And so, um, and just surrounding yourself with positive pep talk. Like, I know we always talk about how important affirmations are and just speaking life into yourself every day because the road is going to get tough. The road is going to get hard. That's just something you can't avoid. And it's going to feel like some days where you don't even want to believe in yourself. But that's why it's so, so important to know that when that time do come, you have to constantly like, okay, when I feel like I can't do this, you have to go back and reverse that and like start telling yourself, like literally talk to yourself in your head because you, you know you hear yourself in your head. So literally silence that and say like, okay, I'm instead of saying I'm sick, I'm tired of this. You say I'm, I'm about to grind. I'm about to actually finish this. I'm going to go like, you know, sometimes you have to just clap and be like, all right, all right, I got to get it. I'm ready. I'm just, all right, let me focus. So like get yourself back in check. I know we can like give yourself a, a parameter that you won't let yourself go outside of. And um, you can listen to positive music. It's just a number of different things you can do. So that would keep yourself motivated, attending motivational seminars. It's just endless, stand around motivational groups, going to little groups that keeps you motivated, friends that keep you motivated. So that's what I would say to keep at your goal. Because, I mean, at, at the end of the day, whether it's a major that you're deciding, whether it's a business venture or, you know, a tactic that you need, something, you know, that when you're making a decision like that, you have to make that decision and be okay with that. And you have to ask yourself, okay, you know, like I just said, you know, 10 years down the line, am I going to be okay with this decision that I made? Mm -hmm. And if you are going to decide to do whatever you're going to do, you have to stick with it and do it. You know, you grind, like you said, put in that work right. and make sure you see it through. Exactly. That's very true. So, Yes, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I think it did. I think it did. For sure, for sure. Do you want to add anything else in there? Anybody? Okay. So, if this is your first time tuning in into the Inspire Fire Soul Feeling Podcast, we ended, we always, always ended with affirmations. So, what are affirmations? Affirmations are any positive statement that you tell yourself that you use to transform your life for the best. And so the most common affirmation that we use is the I am affirmation. Anything you put after the word I am, you become. I know um, biblically it states, let the weak say I am strong. So even in those days when you're feeling weak, you're feeling like you're tired, you broke, your bank account ain't what it's supposed to be, you don't tell yourself I'm broke, I'm tired, I'm this, I'm sick, I'm that. You just tell yourself I'm strong, I'm wealthy, I'm healthy, I'm ready to go conquer the world. So um, it's four of us and we are each going to share with you our I am affirmation. And you say yours too at home. You can also add them to the comments below. But just get in the habits of, look at this in behind us, positive talk. Talk into positive self-talk. So talk to yourself positively. So get in the habit. Oh, yeah, shout out to Raven. But yeah, get in the habit of talking to yourself positively. So who wants to go first with their affirmation? This is an Ujimay tweeted that I liked. Okay. Yes, I found it. I am amazing. I am a masterpiece. Hey, yes, you are. Hmm. 
gonna go with this one. I am the best version of myself. I am the truth. Mm. And I am powerful. Mm. Yes, you are. Thank you. Woo. thank you, thank you, thank you all so much for tuning in. Until next Tuesday on another episode of Soul Building. Yes, please make sure you go to our SoundCloud. We're on iTunes, we're on Google Play, and just subscribe and listen to us every morning so you can get that positive self-talk. We love you guys so much, and if you're in Houston, we have an event coming up so you can meet us, vibe with us, called yes. Soul Yoga, and it's going to be lit. We have a DJ playing all the hottest shit from SZA, Frank Ocean, Tory Lanez, everybody while we communicate, we're going to have a healing discussion. Yes. It's just going to be so good. So many positive vibes, and we're also going to have some light fights for you guys as well. <laughs> so come and we'll put like, we have the event on our page. So, yes. so yoga at 3 p.m. at Levy Park on Saturday. Saturday. Can't, Can't wait, wait to, to see you guys. Yes. <laughs>